Hello and welcome back to the Survival Toolbox Podcast. Listen, this is the week that we commemorate the life, the death and burial, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the week we look on the life of Jesus and we understand the importance of the blood that was sacrificed on Calvary. We look at the life that he had and we make sure that we will never forget that because he died, we have a chance at life and that more abundantly. Thank you for coming back to the podcast. I'm so happy and so elated that I have another chance to say something on the behalf of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm just a vessel and I just pray that I would say something that would spark your mind, your heart, your soul, and your spirit, that you may know him in such a way that you would lay down every weight that so easily besets you, that you would walk forth with your face aflint, that you would look towards the heels which cometh your help, because that you should know that your help comes from God and God alone. I am excited. I am so happy that I get to celebrate, that all Christians get to celebrate, that those who believe get to celebrate in this moment the very fact that Jesus gave his life. And so we say thank you. We say thank you for without the lamb being slain before the foundations of the world is what it would say in Revelations. If he were not slain, We would not have a chance at life and that more abundantly. Very quickly, I just want to get right into it. I don't want to just speak about uh, Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday sermon. I don't want to just get into it and have a typical kind of conversation around what we as believers would know or those that normally hear a church message would go in here on a Sunday. I I really want to get into really an abstract of the story. Uh, I like to speak about the bits and parts of the Bible or the bits and parts of the commonalities of stories that we would hear um, so that we would learn the different angles and the different perspectives. I, I like to, um, expound more on uh, the literature that we read so that we can have a bigger, broader revelation of what God is telling us. Now, disclaimer, I do not know everything. However, I do know that I study and I do know that the Lord has blessed me with the mind to be able to interpret what the Bible is saying. And so to the best of my knowledge, I just want to say I'm excited about this podcast. You know, there's a song that goes, lived and he loved me, died and he saved me, buried, he carried my sins all away, rise and he testified, freed me forever. One day he's going to come back. What a glorious day. And I just want to 
make sure that if no one else is going to say it, I'll say it. You need to know the man of Christ. You need to have a conversation with the Lord. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, this is this has been a very busy week for me. There's been a lot of shaking and moving in my life between having to deal with my home life and dealing with my my marriage, new marriage. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful for love and the love that my wife and I share, black love um, that I ascribe to uh, being a black couple uh, and that God can put two people together that serve each other's purpose in a way that without the other person, that the purpose would not be able to, to be fulfilled in such a way. I thank God for my wife. Also dealing with church and dealing with um, different boards that I sit on. It's been a very busy week. But I can only imagine what it must have felt like to be Jesus. And, and, and really, you have to accept that you're going to take the punishment for everybody else. You have to accept that you are innocent. But if I take all the blame, if I take all the blame, they'll be set free. And mind you, you don't have to choose him. You should choose him, but you don't have to, which means if you don't choose him, he still died for you. He still loves you. He still wants you to have life and that more abundantly. See, I was thinking about a topic to come from, and I was really trying to figure out how exactly I would commemorate a time like this. How I would commemorate. What Jesus did. And what popped into my mind. Was. The thought of. The price of something going down. And usually. The price of something goes down when it stops being popular. Like, like it was it was cool to to rock certain clothing brands back in the day. For example, it was it was it was cool to rock to rock FUBU back in the day. But if you rock that same clothing brand now you almost get laughed out of rooms 
Now, in a way, we we have here that Jesus has gone through an entire week of last rites and passages leading up to the death of him on the cross. And what we see here is that every moment God shares with his disciples, we find that he's giving more and more revelation on the importance of what is about to happen. Now, let's now let's not forget that Jesus died for our sins. He was blameless and there was nothing wrong with him. But he died for us. I just want to read something really quick. Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given unto men and given among men, whereby we must be saved. We must be saved. Essentially, Jesus stepped in when the world asked who has sinned, he stepped in and just said, you know what, take me. Before we could ever atone for our own selves, he said, take me. Jesus is the contradiction in the world that is so polarizing that to this day, people can't seem to figure out whether or not what happened on the cross is really real. And I say that in the sense of those who have not come into the full belief of what Jesus did. Some people just can't believe that he died on a cross, that he bled for you, that he was beaten for you, that he actually died, that he actually went down into hell, that he actually preached in hell, that he went to go snatch the keys of death for you and me. All this is for you and me, that he rose up again to be proven that he is God, that nobody takes his life, but he lays it down. And right before he leaves, goes back to the disciples, tells them, I'm going to leave you a gift. I'm going to leave you someone or something that's going to allow you to preach and be anointed. Not only that, lead you and guide you in the ways that you need to be led in. In which in which we need. But still, Jesus was the contradiction that that befuddled the world, that left the world hoodwinked. That left the world so confused. The name Jesus is still polarizing to this day. This message to anybody other than a Christian puts them in a hard spot. Because either you're going to accept what I'm saying or you're going to reject it. There is no in between. That's why the Bible is true. Because what the Bible tells us is that we have to believe. 
that there's no way that you can please God without faith. Can we talk about contradiction? Jesus walked on water. What happens when you walk into a pool? You immediately begin to sink. And Jesus walked on water. Jesus was asleep on a boat. Disciples get scared. Go wake Jesus, Jesus up and he says, you know what? Peace be still. Jesus took a little boy's fish and loaves and fed thousands. Two fish and the five loaves and you feed thousands? A walking contradiction. And not a contradiction in the way that we know it. That somehow Jesus was a hypocrite. He was a hypocrite to those that believed that Jesus should work off of the world system. Jesus came in on his own two feet, on his own mind, had his own agenda. And even as a child was obedient to his parents. And 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 check this. He came in as a child, but he was older than his parents because Jesus was still God. So Jesus was there when Mary and Joseph were born. Jesus was there to watch their upbringing. Jesus was there to oversee their life. And then he came into the world. He's a walking contradiction. And it was messing the world up. Because there were beliefs in the world that nobody wanted to hang on to. Jesus was walking up on random men, giving them parables, and then telling them to follow him. Ask Peter and Andrew. Been casting their nets all day, one catching nothing, or barely catching anything. Jesus walks up, hops in their boat, tells them, not on cast your nets on the other side of the boat, catch all these fish, come back to shore. Then Jesus says, guess what? I'll make you fishes of men. Just come follow me. They drop their nets, drop the family business, and walk with Jesus. The contradiction. See, the thing I love about Jesus is that he literally embodied all the things that we struggle to walk in. We are also supposed to be the walking contradictions in the world. That is right. What people call weird. What people call crazy. What people call asinine and out of this world. That's supposed to be our normality. And how we fast and how we pray and how we live our lives. Yes, you're right. To be quick to hear. And slow to speak. Because we're made in the image and likeness of God. So that means what was in God was put inside of us. That we all have a little bit of Jesus in all that we do. But see the contradiction that that we uphold. Coming from a sinful nature. Is that we believe but. Sometimes we fall short. But aren't you glad 
that Jesus didn't call you to be perfect. He just called you to be willing. That's it. Jesus is looking for willing workers. You heard me. He's looking for willing servants. See, the Bible says over there in Luke that it's better for you to serve the table than for you to be sitting at the table. The Bible says that it's blessed, more blessed for you to give than it is to receive. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to give the 10% out of all of our earnings. The Bible tells us to turn the other cheek. The Bible tells us to forgive our brother 70 times 7. This is the Bible. This is all written because Jesus came. The old and new. See, Revelation tells us once again that he was the lamb slain before the world. So for all those in the Old Testament, he was slain before the world was ever formed. He was, his blood was already running. He was already beaten for our transgressions. He was already bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of what we would end up doing. The chastisement of what we would eventually get ourselves into was upon him. And because he was a sacrificial lamb, the contradiction to what the world could not stand, we are healed. There was no other blood that could be shed. There was once a story told that there were men and women in heaven and there was a conversation going on and angels and and cherubims, they were all talking. And they were all trying to tell God, send me, send me, send me. They were stepping up. You can send me down and I'll go down and I'll and I'll be the uh, a sacrifice for you, Lord, all those that were loyal to him. And God kept shaking his head and he kept saying, no, I, I, I can't I can't send you. I can't. I can't let you go down because your blood, it's 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 tainted. You're 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 not perfect. You, I, some somebody else. And 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 in, in this moment, he was God. God was sitting. And, and 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 this is just the story. But 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 the depiction is important because then Jesus stood up. And he said, send me, I'll go. And heaven stopped. It got quiet because the son of man and the son of God was about to go embark on a plan to die for a people at the time who did not care. But I'm glad 
I'm so glad, y'all. There are so many things that have happened in my life that I know that it was only Jesus that saved me, that set me free, that held me down, that allowed me to see another day. There are so many things that I can talk about from my heart condition, from almost being shot and killed on multiple occasions, from even having the police have rifles on me and almost getting shot in that way, almost losing my life to the heart condition that I do have. Diseases, dangers, seen and unseen, the things that I've been through, homelessness, being hungry, not having a, 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 a proper place to stay. These things could have hurt me long term, could have killed me, could have had me in messed up dire straits. And even at one point, I thought I'd be stuck. But isn't God good? Can't you think about anything God's done for you while we sit here in Passion Week? sitting on the cusp of a day that we know that they killed an innocent man. As we look around the world and we look at what's going on, the trials and even just to bookmark today with the, with the Chauvin trial and a black man, a George Floyd being killed, we all know Jesus was innocent. He did not have to die. He did nothing wrong. And yet he laid his life down for you and me. He laid his life down. And it's 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 crazy cuz he was a walking contradiction. He contradicted every tradition of the day. And it it makes more sense when he says I didn't come to destroy the law but I came to fulfill it. And I've been wrestling with that thing for years. What does that mean to to not destroy, but you're coming to fulfill? The simplest way I can put it is grace. See, disobeying the law back in those times essentially was so severe that usually the breaking of laws meant death. Or exile. But Jesus added grace. Knowing that we weren't perfect. I mean, can you believe? As we celebrate Passion Week. That in order in order of the days, he had a triumphant entry. On a donkey. And then Jesus clears out the temple. He clears out the temple. Of, he, he, he rids it of people trying to use the church, his bride, for anything other than the teaching, representation, and blessing of Jesus Christ. Then Jesus goes to Mount Olive. And he needs to pray. He needs to pray about what is to come. Because what is about to happen is going to change the world forever. And then we have the Passover and the Last Supper.
when Jesus gave the instructions. That his body is being given. That his blood would be spilled. That he would be betrayed. That Peter would deny him. That he would die, but he'd rise again. The same God. He knew what was coming. And stayed. The crowd wanted Barabbas. They wanted to kill Jesus. Jesus went on trial. Even Pilate said, this man's done no wrong. I find no fault in him. Mm. I find no fault in this man, but who do you all want? And many people take Barabbas because we are contradictions ourselves. But see, we're, we're a little twisted. See, we're made in the image of God, so we're contradictions to this world. But we got the rules kind of twisted. Jesus came to contradict to save us. We contradict because we want pleasure in our life. So Jesus was hung because the people chose a murderer over the Savior. And they beat, they punched, they slapped spit on through rocks at a man who was already beaten gave the man a crown of thorns while killing him and humiliated him by putting a sign above his head that said the king of the Jews and at any point Jesus could have called down legions Of angels and he didn't. So this is why I say. The price went down. After all that explanation. The price went down. But not the price of what was spent. For our lives to be saved through the life of Jesus Christ. But the price went down for what you have to pay. Now it's free for you to go into the temple. It's free for you to go to prayer for yourself and ask for forgiveness. It's free for you to go repent. It's free for you to live this walk. This walk costs you nothing. But once you make your mind up, it will cost you everything. Now, ain't that a contradiction? See, I don't want to rant and rave, although it, I probably have already. But it's it's just important to note that Jesus came and went within a between a 30 to 35 year time span he literally came and went 
did what he had to do, and got out of here. Here comes another contradiction. Jesus was killed, crucified, was put away in a tomb. It was over. Our Savior's dead. It's done. But three days later, he rose again. Found by the women of the ministry first. Shout out to the women of ministry. Thank you for being brave. And thank you for holding the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ. Because the men were cowering away. And I love the women of ministry in my life. Because if it were not for them, there would be no me. Then Jesus went to the men. And even having a doubting Thomas, Jesus still stood and said, it is me. You can touch my wounds. And he leaves. Ready for another contradiction? Jesus says he'll be back. But there'll be signs and wonders. I'll leave you a comforter. And I'll bless you to go forward. What's the contradiction? Well. <laughs> he's coming back. But when he left, he never died. After his resurrection, when he left that time, oh, he's not coming back from death, but he is coming back to correct. The most beautiful contradiction that the world could have ever had. was Jesus Christ. So once again, for the record, Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Go be a walking contradiction. Go follow Jesus. He didn't die for nothing. And he's coming back for something. <laughs> the price went down. Go get you something for free. This is the Survival Toolbox Podcast. Let's take this journey together. Oh yeah, the tool? Well, I guess I already told you. Go get something for free. God bless.